0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Genji Talks podcast. I'm Lucille Anthony and you're about to hear a new episode of Women in Finance. If you're new to the show, remember you can subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any episode. Today, I have the pleasure to welcome Elodie Adjidekes, CFO at Abiteo. When I've met Elodie, I've immediately been impressed by her mental strengths. Being a woman and moreover a young CFO woman is not easy, but she definitely needs much more than that to be impressed. During this episode, we talked about education, influence, but also bravery, why family has been crucial in her career path. Let's talk about it with Elodie. Hello, Elodie. Welcome on Gendie Talks uh, podcast. Uh, Thank you for participating today. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure. I propose that we start with you. Uh, could you quickly present yourself and uh, and your background uh, in finance? Well,
1: I have a very classical path when it comes to to finance. I've always been attracted to numbers, math. So uh, I naturally naturally went to finance when I came to business school. There, I had to choose between market finance and corporate finance. And once more, naturally, I went to corporate because it was it was more implemented in the real world and had a business side. So it was actually quite natural for me as well. I began my career in uh, audits and then transaction services, and I uh, became. I became a CFO quite young, actually, at 27 years old. And I am since. I currently work for Abiteo, which is a tech company. Just a few words about Abiteo. It's a platform and it offers marketing tools for new real estate developers, you know, to, um, to 3D models, uh, to be able, you know, for the, the, the buyer to be able
0: to project themselves into living, working somewhere. When we talked the first time, LD, I was listening to you and... For me, it was really clear that your education uh, you've got at school really influenced uh, who you were and what you wanted to do as a as a professional. So what was your observation when you were doing your studies uh, in finance more specifically? Well, first of all, there are
1: few women in finance and... Uh... Fewer in marketing finance classes. That's for sure. But actually, I don't think that business schools really influence a specific gender. You know, to be uh, to be in finance or in marketing, for example. But what is true that reputation? Well, finance has a reputation, if you can say so. You know, it's easier to sell, for example, fashion marketing, which is you know something you can see, you can admire, compared to finance, which is really difficult to apprehend if you don't know each other. I can if i can say so you know um the first impression in finance is difficulty because you have figures difficult notions etc you have many things to to learn to be able to apprehend it so i think more advertising for finance will be a plus mm-hmm. in uh, in business school that's for sure it also has a reputation because the school somehow influences you in some area area you know which is which are more more in for example audits is in, in an internship, but it's not in as a first job. And I did actually audit as a first job. Uh, and I, I thought really it was it was amazing. It, it gave me all the basics which is which are needed for uh, you know for becoming a, a good CFO. But if we really focus on the lack of women, as far as I'm concerned, I really think that the problem is not at the business school level. It's really too late for me, you know, to influence women today. And to choose maybe finance must be really done at a very uh, stage. And once for once more for me, as far as I'm concerned, the family influence.
0: Um, I think the family influence has a huge impact on it. So um, basically, the school is influencing n- not all the time in the right direction, like you said with uh, with finance. But you're totally true. I mean, um, education family it has an influence on who you are who you're mm. going to to be um, in life but not every student young person or even professional people i would say can have the chance to get the support from uh, its family for example that's true i think this is also a barrier because maybe they don't realize it but basically they they don't have this chance so how can you i mean you but all of us <laughs> how can we support that that people because sometimes they just need somebody to tell them, you can do it. What exactly. a family is, is doing, but how can we support them? And by asking that to you, it's also supporting women because um, and, and we're mentioning it in finance school, in business school, sometimes teachers, they are not here to tell them, you can do it. And so how can we ease the situation uh, at our level, of course?
1: Well, as you say, um, the... the... As for me, the family education is key. Um, um, in my experience, I was, I was, I was really supported by, by my family to dare and try. I've never felt in my childhood. And after that, that was a woman, you know, compared to a man my sex was really irrelevant and I had also a great uh, woman's uh, example. My mother was able to have great um, a great career with responsibilities and was able to raise two children. So I, I never felt, you know, I couldn't make it, but I was afraid I could deceive someone somehow, you know, but uh, I never doubted that I had the capability to, you know, and I really wish every, every woman has, can feel the same. You know, because every time I speak to a female friend or a female coworker that cannot do something—I mean, ask for a raise or anything else—I just realize that they think they don't have the inner capability, you know, to do so, and I, I, I do not understand it. And then I realize that is because of my education, how I was raised. Now it's part of me. You know, mm, so it can seem natural to some to somebody, but really an impossibility to another. And uh, as I said, education is key. And as far as I'm concerned, I will do anything in my power so my daughter will n- will never feel that she's not capable to do something. So it's up to us, actually,
0: for the new to generation. Yeah, i agree. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, do definitely. something definitely. And in your professional life, is it something that you're feeling the fact that? sometimes you need to push a younger generation or do you think on the contrary that the younger generation and we can see that with climate topics for example Mm. they are more keen to fight for themselves for the generation and then to um, embrace new topics so do you think it's going to change that the kind of status quo that we both know for example
1: have contradictory feeling about that because you yeah. know, I also work in human resources. So I had a lot of you know people coming to me to uh to ask me for a raise or anything. And what I can see is that there's uh there's difference between uh you know the, the speeches you can have in the cafeteria room, for example, about so uh, human well, uh, women women's rights, etc., and the fact that women dare to ask for raise etc so yes in my professional life i sometimes have to to say you know you deserve more you're asking for this but you can have this and uh it's actually what i'm trying to do with my uh, with my team it's just you know to, to push them well mm-hmm. well not only the women because the men it's exactly the same for me <laughs> we are yeah you know. for sure. yeah. yeah but uh, i i really see that the the, the, the women are have more difficulties to ask for race for example just this example
0: that's the classical example but it's always yeah, exactly Sorry.
1: yeah it's always working <laughs> unfortunately
0: yeah still um, Elodie preparing our discussion I discovered that you particularly like using one motto this motto yeah. is yes. let them say no <laughs> so exactly. why saying that to yourself is a driving force why it's inspiring you First of all, this is my
1: family motto, if we if
0: can say so. Okay. And uh,
1: and so it is something that was repeated to me when I was younger. And actually, it was my grandfather's. So he would have been so proud to hear it in the podcast. In podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly what I was talking about, about education. It means that At least you won't have any regrets, you know. Uh, it makes you really ask yourself a very important question what What is the worst thing that can happen? Is it really that you're receiving a no for an answer? Is it really the bad thing that can happen? And it really makes you see your problem through another perspective. And it really helps.
0: Well, in my case, it really helps mm, for sure. And you're saying that in any type of occasion or it's most of the time at work, No, no it's in every occasion, really. <laughs>
1: I was the other day. I was looking for. I, I wanted to to have a much smaller uh, place to you know to put my 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 child uh, on daycare, and uh, I knew you know it was not possible <laughs> to to change the location, uh, but I tried. It was a no, but I tried.
0: <laughs> but you tried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go back to finance one second. Um. Mm-hmm. What are your observations today about having more women in finance? Is it easier, do you think?
1: Well, um, I really, really, I ask myself, and I really don't know what why women don't go to finance. You know, is it by fear? Is it because it's a man's, continuous man's field? Or is it because this of this lack of advertisement, as I said before? Mm-hmm. I really don't know. But what I know <laughs> <laughs> is that... Uh, the quotas that I use to recruit women in finance are not well used in my personal experience. And sometimes it cannot be the right way to do it. You know, in my personal experience, once more, most of the opportunities I had, I was told that they were looking for a woman. Yeah. And it really gets on my nerves, you know, because I, I do not want that. I want to be chosen among all candidates and not among my gender You know, especially when, you know, there are not many uh, women in finance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's really, I think it's, it's helps this imposter syndrome, you know, you were Mm -hmm. put there because they needed the woman and then you happen to be competent, you know, it is really frustrating.
0: It is. (laughs) That's the perfect transition because you talked about the imposter syndromes. I don't know if it's a good news, but actually it's good to know, I would say, um, it's affecting 70% offers uh, at some points in our life. And of course, on the professional aspect, uh, women are more keen to feel that because visibly, according to researchers, it's more feminine. (laughs) But the, the first time we talked, I was really interested by your opinion on it because you said that it's a key motivator. It's something that should uh, give you um, a new way, a new perspective on the issue you have in front of you. Is it something that you're keeping in mind on a daily basis, professionally, personally? And yeah, how are you feeling that actually? Well, I actually feel
1: this imposter syndrome every day. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And I will say <laughs> You are part of the 70% then. <laughs> I'm part of the 70%. And I would say it's not something feminine. It is not. It's really something anyone with common sense actually must feel because it gives you
0: humility. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I often ask to myself, when will I stop, you know, having this feeling? And the answer hits me, never. Never. And and it is isn't my nature to put you new nature, new adventures and projects. And I will always be out of my comfort zone, you know. And each time I prove to myself that I could do something, I always think, yeah, well, that was not that terrible. And I keep going, you know. So the key question here is not how it makes you feel, but what will you do about it? You know, Mm -hmm. I truly believe that nature is well done um this syndrome is really here to make us humble and the lesson here to um to take from from this syndrome is not uh, stop but um, go and
0: prove me wrong exactly and i think also the this humility that you're talking about it's um, something that most of the time we are feeling because it's Okay, it's part of our nature most of the time for a lot of women. And this is also something for the best because you, when you're feeling that, then you're doing things without even recognizing you're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, it can push you to your limit, but for the best. And exactly. uh, I think we should definitely communicate much more on it. it it's a driver. It can be a, mm. a positive driver, actually. I I really believe so, yeah. Elodie, to conclude the, the, the podcast, I, I like to ask one question to every woman I, I interview, actually. it's um, If you would like to, to give one advice to, to a young lady uh, who would like to start a career in finance, what would it be? Do, do you have a specific word for it?
1: Well, I know that finance is, as I said before, a field which is difficult to apprehend which is a man's field, uh, which uh, has a lack of advertisement. But, you know, it can be also that this is a long process, you know, to believe in yourself and understand that it is not about capability, but really willingness. And that the real, the, the, the real question here is, are you willing to, and really identify the mental barrier, you know, to, to be able to do, to do to do so? So, to, to go into finance, maybe uh, the right way to do it is really to find a good mentor. because as I said, it's a long process and, uh, and there is no shame for asking for help. Actually, it's so useful. And actually, if my experience can help others, I will be glad, you know, to, to mentor someone. So, if you want to contact me on LinkedIn, just do so. <laughs> that's a
0: that's a good good way to end. <laughs> and I want to thank you really uh, for your participation first, but also for being so spontaneous and to share uh, with us with me first. Um, it's really important to hear testimonial like like yours. So, thank you very much. It was pleasure. It was really a pleasure. Thank you for your time and for listening. If you enjoy it, please share it with your network, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest news from Genji Talks, you can go directly to the very new and very fresh website, gengitalks.io. The link is shared in comments. In the meantime, if you want to ask questions to Elodie, you can check her LinkedIn profile and she will be happy to answer to you. Thank you again, and see you in two weeks for a new episode with all our women in finance. Thank you.